Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, to Trumbull, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Good. Super caffeinated, which is just what I want to be for today. There we go. That works. I got up at 7.30, and I only just had a coffee, like, 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why did I have coffee? Uh, And then we, we bring them back. Special guest, uh, Dan Nichols. How's it going, Dan? Yeah! Hey, everybody. I'm so ex- Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So, so excited to be back. This is so fun. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I mentioned to my, to my wife, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I forgot I'm coming up on the podcast. She was like, you love doing that. Like, yeah, you know I do. It's going to, she's like, in her mind, she's like, all right, he's going to be so buzzed and so happy from that podcast. He's probably going to be like, sure, I'll clean. Sure, I'll cook. Sure, I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it works. Everybody wins. Get oh, me so- high and then leave me. Um, Speak, speaking of uh, wives, my wife uh, apologizes to Dan for telling him to shut it on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> so she uh, she really loved uh, Harry Styles, and I did not like Harry no, Styles. No, we resonated with it after, and we we're like, that movie's missing so much. And <laughs> oh, it's just we about... didn't we didn't hate it in theaters. That's the only thing is we didn't yeah. hate it. And I, I think it was like try, us trying to go into it with a little, as little a chip on our shoulder as possible. It's like mm. trying to keep all of that horrid ad campaign and everything oh, that course. was leading up to it. Yeah, uh, of course, right. for the listeners, we're talking about Don't Worry Darling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we also wanted to see Miss Flo carry a movie again. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she uh, you know, it's like. If you give, if somebody's giving like a really good performance, which she she really really did, but mm-hmm. everything else around it just sucks, like sucks like hell. It's like I I you, you walk out feeling like like bad for her. I'm like damn, mm-hmm. girl, you deserved so so much more. And and one of the things about the the film too is it, its biggest flaw is it's like you look at it and you go, okay, just without even knowing the spoiler, there's maybe five outcomes of what's going on here. And the movie chooses, let's say, outcome four. But it also decides to put in mixes of outcomes one, two, three, and five, you know, mm-hmm. of what it could be. And just doesn't bother to follow through or explain or even think about it. It's just there as a red herring, but doesn't make sense in any context you view it in whatsoever. And that's my well, biggest issue with it. And especially when, you're, uh, when you find out way later that, like, was it, like... Most yeah. of Kiki Lane's stuff was cut from the movie, right? That's which like... is like, I feel like that's a big thing. Like her character is kind of a catalyst for a lot, and you're going to cut most of it. Like I don't understand that choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh... anyway, speaking <laughs> of terrifying, different type of different type of horror. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was at least nice. I uh, because like if nothing else, it gave me some good fodder for the radio. There you go. That's what it's all about. You have to go off. And it also reminded me, uh, we were talking early, like before we started recording about like the change, how things have changed and everything. And it's like, oh, it reminded me like like things with the public has changed so much. 
uh, crowds have just gotten worse at public screenings. Oh, and yeah. And being at that one, I was like, oh, that's right. I fucking hate people. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Well, good to th- be here. I love you all. Thanks again for having me back. You know, think of it this way WB, they could have put uh, Batgirl on the pedestal and see how that did. Instead, they chose Don't Worry, Darling. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, that movie is something else, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we're here to talk about Freaky, the Christopher Landon flick, which I know one person here didn't like it because I saw her letterbox score beforehand. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you, you just said her, the only girl on yes. this podcast. I mean, <laughs> But I was I'll, let, say, I'll let you guys talk about it first a little bit, and I'll bring up a couple, just a couple issues I had with it later. <laughs> I was like, I was about to say like a movie we all liked, and then I was like, no, I know for a fact I saw another <laughs> score on Letterbox. Spoiler alert! Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Freaky's a whole lot of fun, and uh, a movie that uh, I I enjoy quite a bit. I, it was definitely one of those pandemic movies, you know, where it's like. I remember getting a screening link for it, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, like I guess I'll, I'll watch this." And uh, it was ended up being a whole lot of fun, and uh, yeah, got a theatrical release uh, <clears throat> during. Can't remember what month that was. If it was September, or October of 2020, uh, you know, when very few movies were playing, and I think ultimately ended up grossing nine million total, uh, despite opening at number one. You know, that was. Nobody was going to theaters, but yeah. it was tough because you wanted to encourage. I'm sure you were the same way, Kurt. Like, we would get the link, and it's like, oh, Freaky's really good. You should go see it. It's in theaters. Then it's like, I didn't watch it in a theater. To be honest, I don't want to go to a theater just yet, but yeah. I think you should go. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a in tough, an awkward spot. It's a, yeah, it is totally awkward to be like, yeah, I watched this on my laptop, but you have to go watch it in theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but what is Freaky even about? Well, after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. It's basically Freaky Friday, but with Vince Vaughn, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When was the first time we watched this movie? What about you, Dan? When was the first time you watched Freaky? I guess it would have been, yeah, when it, when it opened and we got those, uh, those screener links. Um, but then I was, it was a movie that after watching on a link with, you know, maybe not always the best resolution and with your name plastered all over. Um, I was as a watermark. I was very happy to see it again on Blu-ray. Um, Cause I think it was released very like maybe two months after. Um, and to yeah. take it in again was, was a real treat. But yeah, the first time probably uh, online before opening. Yeah, I definitely, uh, regret seeing it with the big ass watermark plastered across the screen which mm. honestly when it's done well it's 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 not too bad but when it's done poorly it's yeah. just like oh my god there's nothing worse yeah just pulls you right out of it um yeah uh yeah what about you steve i'm guessing you're probably similar to us yeah probably. it was the same it's funny because both movies that we're covering for the recordings this week i saw uh, on the same kind of pre-screening link from universal 
Um, and then, well, with Freaky, well, actually with both of them, I watched it again once I got, once Universal sent me the Blu-ray as well. Um, and yeah, I, honestly, I, you, you guys know my feelings on, on Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you, which I liked the sequel more. Um, but I think it chipped up my shoulder for it. Um, so maybe my expectations were a little lower for what this movie was going to be before I saw it. So it definitely added to my enjoyment. Especially that first fucking scene. Yeah. Yeah, I I watched the tail end of this. I watched it on Crave, the, the Canadian streaming platform. And they have their on-air section, which is basically like a bunch of channels where they just play random shit from their catalog. <laughs> and this was playing, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll peek in and see what this is. I didn't know that it was on our to-watch list at this point. And I, I kind of just threw it on the background, and I was like, oh, this kind of seems like fun. And then when we watched it for the podcast, I was like, mm-hmm, I'm just I'm just not sure. Um, I, I just don't know if I like many of the characters in this as much as I feel like I could. Mm. Like, they're pretty surface level, to me at least, like, generic blonde teenager. I do like Vince Vaughn. I love the, the Vince Vaughn playing the teenage girl shtick. That is, that's pretty humorous to me. But it was all just kind of like, I don't know, like, Happy Death Day, the characters had a little more depth to them a little bit. Like, they seemed like more full people, whereas in Freaky, it was a little more, okay, yeah, he's the gay guy best friend. He's going to have some funny quips. So she's the nerdy best friend. She's going to be logical and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. It it just seemed kind of cookie cutter to me for a lot of the parts. And then there's just, (laughs) I mean, Kurt saw my review. So Kurt saw maybe the couple of things in this movie Uh that just made me go what like they've switched bodies the the what is he called the blissfield butcher is in her body don't get me wrong i love the frizzy bullied girl to hot confident girl transformation it's very ginger snaps i loved her walking into the school (laughs) i was like fuck yeah i'm down for this but then i'm like how how does the blissfield butcher know how to do a full face of makeup on her because she's got like (laughs) She's got <laughs> lipstick. She's got like contouring going on. Like she is done up. And I just, I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know where so that right. comes from. You're so um, right. My and first then like, an insert shot of him watching your YouTube tutorial. On YouTube. <laughs> oh, that would have been so amazing. Honestly, I probably would have loved this movie if they had added in that little tidbit of like him learning how to do her makeup. <laughs> that would have been so good. Yeah. Um, my my second what the fuck moment was. There's a kill in this movie where uh, I guess the bully is pushed into like this cryo athletic chamber. I don't even know what that is. I guess it's a real thing in some schools. My school definitely did not have one of those cool things, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> but then somehow it's able to freeze a student solid in like under 30 seconds. And I'm like, is that really safe to be putting into a high school where like <laughs> there's a lot of emotions going on and you don't know what the fuck is going to happen? So it was just a couple of things in the movie that made me go, mm, I'm not quite sure. And then like, yeah. So I have I have my issues with this movie. It's definitely fun. Um, the kills are fucking great. Like, yeah. I don't, this movie has no business putting in the gnarly ass kills that it does, but it yeah. does. And it's amazing. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there's, I have some other, I have some other things, but I'll save them for a little later. So <laughs> Taylor, would you, uh, you say you watched it for the podcast in full. Is that like, are we talking this week or is that like a month ago or? Oh no, it was this week. It was this week. Oh, sure. okay. So it's, it's super fresh for you. Okay. Um, and I know that, like, I don't know if, 
I have read things about there is going to be some sort of, like, freaky and Happy Death Day crossover, maybe? So, like, I don't know if that ends up happening, and then that could change my opinion of freaky as well. Like, if they tie those in really well, um, it's and this just is maybe a setup movie for the crossover, like, I, I'm totally down to change my opinion, because later, later movies in franchises, if I enjoy them and they bring the franchise together as a whole, I do end up changing my opinion sometimes on the first things, but... I think we'll that see. was like a dream of the the director. I th- I think unf- like the box office receipts for both might uh, might prove a hindrance for that. But wouldn't that be? I don't know. Would that be great? Personally, that know. would be great. But I don't know. That's I don't like maybe just to that. Got to keep them separated sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could I could definitely see like if they had an idea and they're like, oh, we got to make this freaky movie as like the setup for that, and then we'll kind of go into some more crossover stuff later on, like. Sometimes that happens, and that's I'm not opposed to that too. But just mm-hmm. on its own, freaky. I was like, I don't know. There, there's something missing. There's something missing in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I love how most of us watch it from the screen link, which is honestly probably the most depressing way to watch most movies nowadays yeah it's pretty pretty <laughs> bad that's why i had to re like when i got the blu-ray i was like okay let's get that out of my mouth no, that yes. that taste yeah. out appreciate it properly mm-hmm. honestly the worst was andor recently i was like because oh. andor is already kind of like dark so yeah. then it was like then this fucking giant watermark of my email address like i've never resented my email address more yeah. <laughs> you gotta choose the smallest, shortest email address know, from now I, on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> period at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, we got a couple emails. Uh, Ryan says, the sexual aggression in this movie is too much. The football players and even Millie's gay friend wasn't a big fan of that. Sorry. Um, uh, what? I, I mean... You know on that. Am I... He's, he's not actually... <clears throat> I think like totally far off of the the mark in there, but I think a lot of that sexual aggression um, I felt too was like at the beginning. Like the kids are like, oh, here's my note. I really feel for her before the swap because those kids are so fucking mean to her. Yeah, and the yeah. fucking teacher too. Oh my god, That's it, dude! Like every like those moments, and, and I, except for like the the best friend where it's like. Maybe a little, yeah, a, a little, um, a little raunchy for the sake of raunchiness in the name of like amping the comedy, maybe. But otherwise, I was like, this is really harsh. But because I get to know this character for such a short bit of time before I really give a damn whether she switches back or not, it's like I'm feeling that much more empathy because that shit sings like so deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did like too. One of the things that I did like about this movie was that it was almost a low key revenge flick. Like, yeah, somehow yeah. the killer switches into her body and ends up taking down all of her bullies, and, like, that was really satisfying, even yeah. though it wasn't necessarily, like, him getting revenge for her. Um, I did really like that. Also, the car scene, the car, creepy cars kiss scene between Vince Vaughn and... Ooh, I don't know if we need to copy necessarily every single Freaky Friday trope by having the older adult kiss a teenager. Like, yeah. going going back and watching the the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Freaky Friday, Lindsay Lohan one, 
the scenes with Jamie Lee Curtis and Chad Michael Murray still make me kind of go, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> and that that car kiss scene just kind of brought me back to that. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. This kid's supposed to be like 17. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it definitely is a weird scene. And you're like, that is awkward. I don't know. I guess like the sexual aggression thing. Like, I don't know. I... I guess I took it more from, like, a sex-positive stance. Like, at least with Millie's friend, I mean, like, he's he's out there, and yeah, he lets his feelings be known. He's not kind of keeping them, you know, keeping them in, right? Like, I I, I took it out of a more positive light rather than sexual aggression. It's like, I, I don't know. Mm. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's out there. He's, do, he's doing his thing, but, you know. I don't know. I didn't think it was the negative slant that uh, uh, Ryan here thought. But the the the, uh, the football players for sure. They were definitely like giving off these like kind of rapey vibes, and I'm like, okay, yeah, totally they, they definitely need to die. So, <laughs> well, they do basically like try to. There's two moments where that they give off these like totally rapey vibes at the homecoming when uh, the uh, high school kids corner uh, Millie slash Butcher and then with um, the best friend and the uh, uh, self-hating closeted football player. Mm-hmm. Good moments <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah, back-to-back, yeah, back, too. Okay, and Dylan says, say what you will about this movie, but Vince Vaughn is having a blast. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and... I, I even take it back to the that the the scene that Taylor was talking about there in the car. It was like that's you're never gonna see like Vince Vaughn's never gone this far in any of his roles before. It, it feels mm. especially for a guy that before this movie was doing movies with Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. like he did. He what I think Drive Across Concrete was a few months before this movie. Yeah, yeah and like so <laughs> like that's a fucking huge yeah. leap. Yeah, from his performance in this, and then yeah, working with. Um, I also know Big Bad Mel. Um, he was also in the uh, latest couple of seasons of um, the Larry David Show. That's right. Oh, Curb. He's on Curb. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess like that was probably closer to this in terms of like the comedy and whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was pretty good on that season. Yeah, point's been popping up lately. Uh, um, do do you think like in terms of talking about how much of a a blast he's having? Oh, this is this is real interesting. I had this this conversation yesterday with a friend where like a lot of actors, and for the longest time, Vince Vaughn was, I guess, kind of or maybe still is one of them. Where it's like they're comedic actors, where it's like, okay, this person is in a role, but what's really we're really there to see like. The persona, you know, mm-hmm. I know Vince Vaughn wasn't a stand-up comedian, but it's sort of that idea of like, you know, uh, Chris Rock as whoever. It's like I know I'm just gonna get some Chris Rock's ass, you know. The yes. the as doesn't matter, but here at least um, he gets to kind of like uh, have a, definitely have more fun and definitely like stretch a little bit. And even though it is like a lot of it for him is could be could have been clowning. Uh, he does actually make it real. Like, you know, you don't feel like it's necessarily Vince Vaughn 
playing like the the teenage girl so much as it is like okay he's trying to embody the the character actually and it's it's mm-hmm. kind of refreshing how uh how much that adds to the film as a whole because it, it kind of grounds it in a bit more grounds the stakes in a bit more um reality and heart than if it was just like hey here's a farce you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here's vince vaughn in a wig being mrs doubtfire or whatever <laughs> you know yeah Best line in this movie. There's some good lines in this. There are some there are some lines that I really love in this movie. What's your favorite? Having balls sucks. Yep, that was one of them <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really like your black. I'm gay. We're so dead. Mm. Yeah, I got that one here. Um, <clears throat> I really like, uh, especially out of context. Standing and peeing is kind of rad. <laughs> um, I'm not here to clam jam with you, Millie. Yeah. <laughs> um, this uh, a bit more, <clears throat> a bit more extreme. So pardon my language, but I I really appreciated, um, like the butcher's not like getting inadvertently getting revenge on all the bullies, but also just like putting these assholes in their place, mm-hmm. but through doing it very well through the lens of like the teenage girl. It's, it's kind of like, like awesome how witty he is <laughs> at yeah. times. Like when one of the football players uh, grabs M- Millie's ass, uh, the butcher in Millie says, your touch makes this pussy drier than sandpaper. You fucking monkey. <laughs> it's like yeah like fucking say it to that guy put him in his that was my favorite words. line just because it's like just yeah. there's no better way to make like an obnoxious asshole like that just feel deflated than to just be like right? yeah you, you literally are doing nothing mm-hmm. like yeah um i also last one i wrote down that uh that i enjoyed is actually from the alcoholic mother character uh <laughs> You know, let's give her let's give her some issues at the start of the movie and follow through. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she she's like uh, a flight attendant or something. I I don't really know. Anyway, I I think that's what it is because at one point when like Millie's like panicking to her, she says, "I've been serving peanuts to assholes all week. I don't have time for this." Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, there's one, and I don't. It, it, I think it's in a deleted scene because it's not in the actual movie. But like Josh says, you're black. I'm gay. We are so dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Movie. That that is in the movie. Oh, is yeah, it? It's okay. In the movie. Yeah, it's in I, the movie. I couldn't remember. I think there was might have been one cut where I didn't see it. I don't know. I've rewatched the Blu-ray, so I don't know. But I I, I love that line too. It's just hilarious. I, there might be a fucking in there, like fucking dead, in like the yeah. final cut. But it was definitely like a trailer line. Yeah. Uh, it's a very very funny line. This movie, like, just by and large, is very well written. Like, and that's the thing with Christopher Glidden. Like, he really does get dialogue really good. Like, pinpoint just... It it really cuts to uh, what they're doing, like, just really quickly and eloquent, eloquently. Um, so, yeah. Uh, best performance. Uh. I'm going to go with Catherine Newton. I've been flip-flopping on this between Vince Vaughn and, and, and her, but I, I'm going to go with Catherine Newton because I... Uh, I mean, I, I'd seen her and stuff before, but she is so forefront in this movie. Like, 
this really put me on the train of, of being a huge fan of hers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to go with Vince Vaughn. I... I'm not sure I feel about Catherine Newton's performance, honestly, and it might just be because I didn't really like the characterization of the Blissfield Butcher themselves. Um, mm. Like, I liked in the beginning when the killer is in her body and, like, he or she wakes up, and, like, I love the time that they took to show the killer getting used to that and, like, figuring things out and, mm. like, just kind of being silent and menacing, and then things kind of got a little gnarmy almost with it. And I, well, especially when she walks in with the full face of makeup, I'm just like, I don't know where this, who is this guy? Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. I wish we had learned, like, I, I kind of wished we got to see a little bit more of Vince Vaughn as the killer before to establish him a little bit more. Because then when Catherine Newton takes on this characterization, I still don't really know who he is, and I don't know if I can necessarily buy into it as much. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just wasn't necessarily a huge fan of everything after she first wakes up, I guess, or the killer first wakes up in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but Vince Vaughn was just so much fun throughout the whole thing. I mean, he's he's kind of just playing a generic dumb teenage girl for most of it but he does it in a mm-hmm. really fun way and yeah it's obvious that he's having fun with it and i think that's that really comes through in the performance and then as a viewer you can kind of have fun along with him yeah and i like the mom too she was kind of sweet even though she was not the greatest mom yeah <laughs> um it... i guess i would say probably the Catherine newton if only just because I feel like she's got a lot of different roles that she's playing. Like, I don't know. She's got a little bit more than Vince Vaughn, who's just playing a uh, silent killer or um, uh, Millie in, in his body. And he does it very well, but I feel like Catherine Newton, like, she plays uh, the character, like, before the transformation. And then she's playing uh, it with, like, the Blissfield Butcher inside, and then later, like, you know, she's got herself, and she's a bit more assertive. Like, I, there's a lot, a little bit more to her performance. I feel like compared to um, Vince Vaughn, just on a slight edge, like not by much, but so yeah, I give the nod to her. And, and you know what's what's interesting about like her performance? I I I don't know. Let's maybe flip a flip a coin. I feel like they're maybe like tied. If I if I have to pick one and not do a cop out let's i'll go with 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 vinnie vaughn taylor would be my vote because it's just so damn fun however with Catherine newton she she's awesome and i really love she has a lot of fun with moments where like it to me playing like okay when she first wakes up uh when the butcher first first wakes up in her body she uh there's a whole scene in the kitchen where she's silent and gets a hold of a knife and i'm like oh she's like a little chucky this is awesome. And then when she, she's so cute. And then when she just struts, struts through like this big scene of cheerleaders outside of her high school and walks right in and she's like the Terminatrix from Terminator 3, you know, just steely and like leather mm-hmm. jacket. And, and it's a lot of fun. But I guess also for Vince Vaughn's performance to work, Catherine Noonan's performance has to also really stand out and work in like the first 20, 20 minutes of the movie. Um, because that's really like, you know, she's setting the template for like the kind of mannerisms 
and style of speaking that uh, that Vince Vaughn has to follow. It's not like he just shows up and he's like, like whatever, you know, he does like the share thing from Clueless or something like that. He's very clearly doing following, you know, uh, what Millie actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, testament to both him actually trying and her like being very. I would imagine there's a lot of collaboration when you're working when you're like okay we both basically have to play the same character so let's make sure that you know in the spoiler inevitable moment where it's reversed it also still feels seamless you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and for those moments uh at some sweet moments like when she does like the uh um when the butcher like comes to the school at the first and her friends don't know it's actually millie and does like the little uh cheerleader dance and like the sheepish, mm. the sheepish way, he uh, he says like Booker and stuff like that. It's, it's I don't know, it's very much like oh yeah, that is totally her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that but, little yeah. that little hand secret handshake scene was really fun. <laughs> yeah. And then Catherine Newton just also just I think it must have been nice for her to, you know, maybe do in a way a bit more of the clowning that maybe Vince Vaughn. Uh, would also normally have done and it does to an extent a little bit where she's like, okay, she gets to let loose and just kind of have fun um, in a few scenes, like when she's like trying to convince um, somebody who's just arrived that she's not the butcher, that she's actually Millie and stuff like that, you know? Or when she's just like, that whole fight scene with uh, Alan, Alan Rock, right? Is the asshole uh, shop teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, I think it's a pretty good deal when it's like, yeah, you have two two leads and they're both like uh, equally getting a chance to to like just let loose a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, best kill. There's a lot of good kills in this. Oh yeah, mm. this is tough. Yes. I I feel like. Four. Damn. I, I feel like the teacher is probably my yeah. favorite. And they really, like, show that kill, too. I thought they were going to jump cut away, but they show him just getting buzzed down the middle. Yeah, I'm going to say Mr. Bernardi is the best kill. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, they're, the most of them are all pretty good. Like, the only one I didn't really like is, like, one of the football guys. I think his name was, like, Squee or something like that. He had, like, probably... <laughs> kills um but yeah yeah I was wine Bernard. bottle one's good too yeah. that's what, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i really like yeah the wine bottle down the throat and he pushes it down so far the glass shards break through the neck that's like is that the first kill of the movie like that's yeah, fucking gnarly so. yeah. yeah yeah that really sets up and shows you that they're not gonna fuck around with the kills in this <laughs> movie that's for sure yeah. and then like you know even this like the slamming uh the head of the one the one teenage girl's head in the toilet bowl you know it's like that's some jason Voorhees type shit mm. uh and then to let you know what type of movie you know this really is though they go from like the the extreme violence with the match cut from slamming the head into the toilet bowl to the two teenagers having sex um but yeah if if i had to cast a vote it's just like it's just like that the shop teacher sorry what's his name steve i didn't even know yeah, that mr. mr bernardi yeah, he's such a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Like, when he gets it, you're like, yeah, this is, like, extra satisfying. And so many of the bullies, it is, like, you know, as we all know, kind of satisfying to see him get some sort of comeuppance. 
But with him, it's like extra satisfying, especially because he really earns it when he fucking just harshly, brutally like kicks her like three times. Mm. You know, yeah. little girl's down on the ground, and he just takes it as an opportunity to just fucking like lay into her, and it's brutal. Then he goes down, and it's like, you know what, man? You can do that to a teenage girl. You're the adult here. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. But you know, at, at least at least she had the decency to go head first, so he didn't have to feel the pain of that just like slicing through his nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonder if they thought that, and they're like, no, that's a whole other. We got to get a rig of fucking dummies so we can see him screaming. Go head first, so he's dead right away. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's super great. Great kill. You gotta like, gotta give it up when it's like you know a movie that's playing with so many tropes and still manages to find at least a few ways to uh, surprise you, you know, or impress you a little bit. Still, I still think the frozen teenager was a little ridiculous, but when she like smashes on the ground like she's a statue, like a (laughs) Twilight vampire, I was a little bit like, "Mm, not not sure if that would happen, but uh, I appreciate the effect. I appreciate the the ridiculousness of it. They could have gone like the opposite and done like the I still know what you did last summer and just like locked locked her in like a tanning bed. Ooh. Either way, it's like what did, what's your high school? What, mm. what need do you have to have either one of those devices if you had them? Fucking rich kids. If I was to give Christopher <laughs> Landon one piece of advice, it would be you gotta tie the kills into the person a bit more. Like mm-hmm. the, the kills in this, they just kind of like they were cool kills, but they. They just felt a little impersonal, like with that shop teacher. At least got in. Yes, got in on the table saw. See, that that's was why I like that one because I'm like, okay, that's like you, you do that with that character. That makes sense. Like Ryler, uh, the, the the bully or whatever. Like when she thinks that uh, Millie's being les like or is, is lesbian. Like I thought there'd be like some kind of like lesbian spin on her kill, but then instead they just froze her, and I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, hey, though, Ryler. Is a cold ass bitch, so maybe that fits a little bit. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but yes. That's uh, the only thing I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> if only she had said, "You're a cold-hearted bitch." Mmm. That would have, that would have, um, that would have upped that kill for me definitely. Just right. make it a little extra cheesy. Just give the butcher as Millie like, like just one zinger before he killed. 100%. Oh, that would have, yeah, that would have been next level. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great because, like, the butcher as Millie got that zinger with the football player, like yes. right before with that dryer than whatever comment. If if she had just gotten one of those for every kill, oh, that would have been pretty great actually. Just one like super cheesy line, I would have mm-hmm. loved that. We just needed a little bit more of that. I felt like. Yeah, I feel like they should have leaned a little bit more into the the goofiness of it. Yeah. Of of the because the whole premise itself is so goofy and so fun. Like a teenager and a serial killer swap bodies like Freaky Friday. Like like just that concept alone is really great. I'll and I, I kind of like, like the Wednesday the eleventh even too Taylor. Yeah. Like, uh, and showing like sorry like the Friday the thirteenth like just just couldn't be like like more obviously going out of its way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, just to remind you like hey, wink. Yeah. The 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 flash up of the Friday the Thirteenth when uh, Vince Vaughn is like freaking out, realizing that Millie is in a, his body or whatever. That was pretty funny too. I liked that like cut to the Friday the Thirteenth as Vince Vaughn is screaming on camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, dumbest decision in this movie. 
Hmm. Yeah, again, the more that Taylor's pointed it out, the cryo scene. Yeah. It just seems like a bad idea to have in a school, that's all. Yeah. Just seems a little too murdery. <laughs> too too easy to murder. They just walk students by. It's like, please, whatever you do, do not murder any of the fellow students in here. That's against the code of conduct. We know this can go to like minus a hundred and whatever degrees. Don't do it. Just don't. Yeah. In thirty seconds too. In thirty seconds. She was flash frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also argue that maybe trying to obscure your look, if you are suddenly find yourself in the body of a serial killer, maybe put on a hat and some sunglasses a little earlier in the movie as opposed to <laughs> running around school where everyone can see you. Although it was really fun. Like a lot of the times in the movies, they they do the the thing where it's like, oh, everyone just has to like stay quiet and pretend not to be noticed. But in this movie, it's like they see him and everyone is like, holy fuck, it's the fucking killer. And it's like... Yeah. It's really fun, actually. I really like that, and everyone freaks out and runs away, mm -hmm. and I, I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the movie opens with uh, um, the, these on Wednesday the 11th with these four high school kids sitting around um, having a bonfire and shit, and they're actually talking. They're setting up. They're introducing us to the Blissfield Butcher with stories, Um how, like, he comes around and, like, if you're doing debauchery and shit, he's going to get you. And so the, it's a pretty dumb decision to do that and then go straight into the debauchery on homecoming week that they just warned about. They're like, all right, the butcher, ooh, the butcher comes around on homecoming week around this time of year and kills high school kids who are doing sex and drugs. And then they just go and do exactly that. Like, okay, let's go find some some alcohol which the kids shouldn't be drinking at that age mm -hmm. and also inadvertently leads to Ladola being unleashed mm, so yeah. real fucking smart you kids like next time yeah. you just go home you don't go sneak around the parents house when they're not home yeah it's dumb and it's that I'm like such a goal I don't give a fuck those kids should have done it <laughs> <laughs> I would have done it even if, even if someone said that I still would have but still a dumb decision I I put that the cops in this movie were complete idiots. Um, like, there was like two points in the movie where they just fired their guns in the air, and and I'm like, what? Like, why would you do that? Like, it just seemed like they're revealing their position, and that's ammunition you should have for when you have to fight the Blissfield Butcher. So why would you do that? That's yeah. Even her own sister kind of seemed like a bumbling cop at yeah, some right. points in the movie and i was like "Ooh, should you be pointing that gun at her friend just all willy like if you're gonna point your gun at someone it should be because you are planning to shoot them not as a threat because you like it was so weird yeah 100 percent. so yeah i don't know the cops in this movie i'm just gonna say they were not the brightest wait cops in the movie yeah just in general. Uh, in general, too, yeah. 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 Generalizing. Defund the police. There we go. <laughs> Ad cap. AK, don't cancel us. This <laughs> 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 uh, podcast, it's getting too political. Not uh, like we haven't brought up getting politics before. Yeah, yeah, no. 
That that was the, that was the joke. Never. Yeah. Oh, never. I I do like not on this podcast, but on my other podcasts, Three Angry Nerds. I get emails all the time. People being like, "I come to hear you talk about superhero movies. You bring up politics." I'm like, eh, I don't deal with it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Be fun, Vince Vaughn. Give him, give me his money instead. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of right wing, right? I think I, so. I have no idea, to be honest. See? I just know he has money, and I don't have a lot of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. He, I, he has Trump money, I don't. I don't know. like something where he hung out with Trump at a baseball game, which was weird, but, yeah. Anyways, I think it's time to rate this movie. What's everyone thinking for a score for Freaky? I'll, I'll go first, just to get the downer out of yeah. the way. Because I, I'm probably going to rate this pretty low in some people's opinions, but I'm going to go with like, I might even rate this like a six. I don't know. I'm, I watch movies, I think, a lot of the times for character depth, and this one definitely did not have it. And honestly, I feel like it would have benefited from a little bit more of like, maybe a little more look into like the killer's like as Vince Vaughn. Like, seeing Vince Vaughn as the killer more at the beginning of the movie, I think, would have helped me figure out who he was as opposed to just seeing Catherine Newton's portrayal of him. Um, and it just felt like some of the characters were, like, very tropey, just kind of cliche, surface level, and I could have done with a little bit more of that, but uh, that's what I'm going to go with. We'll see if later movies where a rewatch of this changes my mind, but for right now, I'm, I'm going to go with, like, wait, what did I say? Six? I'm going to go with a six. I'm gonna rock an eight on this one. It's a lot of fun. I I love the casting in it. Some of the kills are awesome. I do like the play on the Freaky Friday thing. I think that's a lot of fun as well. Um, and yeah, I I mean it took this for me to fully appreciate uh, Christopher Landon and Michael Kennedy for that matter. Um, and. Uh, yeah, they they have fans in me ever since this movie. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dan? Um, first off, I don't think a six is all that low, Taylor. So. Mm, I just felt like maybe for this one it might be a little. <laughs> I understand. But on, on the curve, on the curve, maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I I can I say seven point? Well, let's round it up to eight. Uh, okay. On, on that curve. Of eight of just like pure entertainment, yeah, and eight and eight is good. Maybe if it's mm. just like, okay, overall, like you know, uh, longevity or how much how much is going to stick in your mind, maybe that drops more to like you know a seven and a half, seven. Let's mm. call it an eight because, um, I I really especially if you have it if you're listening and you and you haven't seen it, um, despite us going over and talking about all the best parts and shit, still watch it because I think that first viewing is still like. Uh, a blast is still fun um, because there's still enough surprises. Uh, there's still enough things where, where it's like, okay, uh, it would be conceivable that they drop the ball. Like we said with the kills or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you said Taylor, like there's no reason this movie's kills should be like that awesomely gnarly at times. And mm-hmm. that's part of like what, what pushes it up there to an eight, I think for mm-hmm. me in terms of the entertainment factor for a horror, uh, comedy that helped me kick off October because I rewatched it on October the 1st favorite mm-hmm. month of the year I think it's actually a great way 
start the horror movie Halloween season. Nice. Mm. Uh, I could go lower just because I've seen this multiple times, but I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, I still ride the high from my first time watching it and just being so in love with this movie. I'll give it some credit, too, because my girlfriend liked it, and she normally does not like horror movies. She actually, like, walked out on Barbarian, because she's like, I don't like this. <laughs> uh, but she really enjoyed Freaky. So, I think it's like, I think when you've got that, like, horror-comedy hybrid, like, it just works so well, because even if the movie does have, like, some really gnarly kills and stuff, like, it just balances it out so well with the humor, and in this, like... Honestly, like, it's not like the humor is there just to make the kills seem less intense. Like, it actually is... It, this movie is very good equal parts comedy and horror. And they do both really well. Like, the kills are great. The jokes are great. I, I, and very rarely do horror comedies get as good as this, for, in my opinion. Like, just being just truly solid, like... You're laughing, you're wincing, you're doing a little bit of both at the same time. Uh, that that to me is the sign of a great horror comedy. So uh, I I think as time goes on, this will be considered like a bit of a cult classic, probably. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, Dan, where can people find you on the internet? Um, uh, that's a good question. At Dan Nichols, follow me there. All over the place, Instagram, Twitter, mainly. Uh, I, you can also hear me uh, once a week on the Peak at thepeak.fm. That's one zero two seven HT two here in Vancouver. Um, and then, uh, oh, here's a little treat for the season for everybody. You can go to uh, giraffethefilm.com and watch uh, a little horror comedy that I directed. Um, that's Ooh. available for free on YouTube for everybody. Uh, you you can tell, let me know if money meets mouth or not. Uh, I liked it. It, uh, yeah, that's the latest thing for me. So hit me up on Twitter or, uh, again, giraffethefilm.com, uh, if you're in for another horror comedy treat or not, fuck, it could be horrible, but you got to watch it to find (laughs) out. I've seen it and I liked it. So, ah, thanks man. Thank you. I I would give it a nine out of 10. Oh, I'll take it. I'll, I know there's at least a plus two because we're friends in there, and I don't care. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> you don't need to break that down, Dan. Uh, you know, it's a, nine's a nine, you know. Um, no, it actually is really good. I definitely oh, love thanks, buddy. We'll check it out. Um, cool. Well, Steve, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, I am on uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at the Steve Dead. I believe on, I'm on Letterboxd and the same. Uh, my website is stevestepping.ca. And I'm on The Shift every Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Pacific time. And that one's across Canada, yo. Nice. Um, Taylor, where can we find you on the internet? Um, sometimes I'm hanging out on Twitch or Instagram under the username Techronomicon. I upload, uh, well, not always reviews, but at least ratings for the movies that we watch on Tremble on my Letterboxd under the username Circeanic. And I have a blog that is still under construction because I still haven't figured out what I want to do for my website layout. Uh, blog. If I do anything extra exciting, I'll usually put an update there about it. Nice. Uh, and... 
fun fact, listeners, you can go and find out the scores for the movies ahead of the episodes by going to Taylor's letterbox. Mm, yes. Yeah. Some I don't always <laughs> post reviews, but uh for this one I just had some I just had some questions for Freaky, so I had to <laughs> post my review. Well they're fresh too, you gotta get you gotta get them out. Yeah, mm. exactly. Cool. Uh, well, I'm over at threeingreenos.com where we've got content going up quite often. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt, Fatal Koala on Letterboxd. Uh, I've also been appearing quite often on uh, CKNW here in Vancouver and 630 Ched at Edmonton. Uh, both Mike Smith and Jay Lynn are both amazing. So, if you're in either of those towns, or heck, may, I, you can even listen online. Go listen to that. Go check that out. Um, I talked about, well, we, we looked through the 100 uh, best TV shows, according to Rolling Stone. And I had some thoughts, because they put Simpsons at number two. And I'm like, eh, if you ignore like, quite a few seasons of The Simpsons, sure. But... Uh, if you're not, then I, I'd probably rate that a little lower. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then until next time, when we're talking about Halloween Kills. Bye for now.